Welcome back to the SC Halfback Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namoski. Welcome to another off-season pod today. We are talking about the final position group. We are talking about the CTWs and the fullbacks. So here we go. We've got the team picker up. This has been a fun series, just wanting to kind of react. I think when you kind of go through, and I do my notes for these podcasts, I kind of look through. Some really stick out to me, but when I start talking about them out loud, uh gives me a different context. And that's happened for every position group so far. So there's definitely some names I've highlighted in the book to go come back to this one, put them into the version of the team, see what we can do. And fullback CTW is probably the toughest two groups, I'd say, because there is absolute weapons. There is ways you can attack the position. And I think there is value. I think there are some guys slightly over. So I'm really excited to talk about. So we'll try and fit this all into one big pod. And again, I think there's going to be some interesting ones we're going to talk about here. So... We might have swing between them, fullback CTW, fullback CTW here, a uh, bit of crossover. So let's just talk about the first guy on the list here. So let's talk about Kalen Ponga at uh, 892k. Similar to what we said about every single gun in the position groups, whether it's Granite Hooker, whether it's Tino at Prop, whether it's Fafida at second row, whether it's Dylan Brown at 5'8", the two halves in halfback, if you want the gun, you've got to pay for the gun. So, Kalen Ponga, I think at 500, is just an absolute, you've got to do it. I think if you, especially with their draw to open up, I think it's pretty hard not to. Now, the next guy in the 5.8 spot, Scott Drinkwater at 851k, I wish I could do both. I wish he was 751 because that would make this a lot easier. Um I think it's a real argument to start the season between Ponga versus Drinkwater. Um, I think they're the two guns with the two easiest runs at the start of the season that can really set your season up well. I think they will go nearly back-to-back in draft leagues. I think you're looking anywhere from picks three, four, five, six in that range. They'll be in that range there. Um, but yeah, I, they kind of work hand-in-hand to me. You can't have one if you've got the other. And I think, unfortunately for me, it's a slight Nick Ponga over drink water right now. Now, what that does with some of their CTW partners is interesting because if we now go into the CTW position and talk about Greg Marzio, uh, now at 789k, if you go Ponga, you kind of almost need to go into Greg Marzio, but that's a lot of money tied into two Newcastle Night Boys. So now it becomes is Ponga worth having without Marzu? I think is I think absolutely so. I don't think you need to have Marzu, but it'd be very nice to have. Now, can you have drink water without having Valentine Holmes at 736,000? That's an argument. Now, you're only a little bit cheaper. Obviously, uh, Ponga is more expensive than drink water and Marzu is more expensive than Val. So if you want to go for that partnership, absolutely. But I'll throw a name at you that I'm now thinking for my guys uh in the ctw is uh so murray tawalangi of the north queensland cowboys at 528k i think is an absolute steal this year i think if you want to buy into some of these teams and i think as we kind of talk through some of the iterations of our teams here you're not like if we said in every podcast so far you can't get every gun but you can get you can get in every team and it's about how you're going to buy into those teams and for me the cowboys right now i can't get into the drink water and the Val homes business but I can get into the Murray Tarlongi business at 528k for sure. I think he'll be a pod to start the season. And I just think that I always like going into the season 
with that one guy around that 500k mark that won't lose money. So if I want to go up into a gun, no problem. But if he does break the start of the season, it makes it very easy to do a bridge swap to another guy who's fallen. So to me, early on in the piece, the 26th of uh, December, we're recording this on Boxing Day, Murray Toalungi at 528 just seems like that bridge guy to me. So very, very intrigued there. Let's say on a couple more CTWs here. Let's talk about Jermaine Osaka at 783k. Now, I think everyone's draft strategy will be at least one gun CTW. Uh, for me, that's a goal to away in a second, but Jermaine Osaka is probably my number two guy. Averaged that 76 last year, scored a boatload of tries, uh, kicked the goals really effectively. I think the Dolphins will do well this year. So that 783 isn't too daunting to try and repeat for me, but... Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see where Jermaine Osaka fits because he is the lead dog. I think he will be very highly owned. Lost that jewel, which does bring his value down just a touch, but at 783k, uh, it's very hard to pass up there. The guy I'm actually going to be picking as my gun CTW this last season is Ruben Garrick at 722k. Jewel CTW fullback. The jewel gets over the line for me. I think Manly's going to have a great season. Whether Garrick plays any fullback this year is irrelevant to me because if Cooler's playing fullback, that's just as good for his super coach scoring the way Cooler can move around the field and get him into positions. I just love Ruben Garrick at this price. I think Ruben Garrick around 700k is a great buy. So to me, Ruben Garrick's one of the guys, just, he's a set and forget in my team. Probably a season keeper riding him all the way through. And to me, he's making a real case right now. He's sitting at number 13 on the big board in the draft comp. Making a real case... Uh, to push into number 12 to me, actually. So I really do like Ruben Garrick this year, and I think he will be an absolute steal. The fact that you can flip him between the two is fantastic. So I think we can't talk about Ruben Garrick without jumping back into the fullback slot and going to Tom Travojevic from the Seagulls, 833k. It's a bit much for me. Just want to see. Obviously, we know Turbo can go 100-plus, easy. But it makes it a lot harder to make that decision. I wish that was you know around that 600, 650k mark because it would make it a lot easier for me. Played 11 games last year for an 81.5 average. Like I said, his price is at price is an 83 average right now. Just want to see how it goes. I want to I want to see how that opening draw goes. I want to see the first two games, see how he looks. You know, he played those 11 games last year, but he did look, he was in third gear for most of it and still averaged an 81, which was an incredible thing. If he looks fit and firing after those first couple of rounds, I think he's an easy buy. Um, you know, you think about if you start with KP, and for whatever reason, Newcastle just don't look good and men look good. I think at round three, it's a pretty easy swap to go Ponga to Turbo and make a little bit of coin as well. So not too hard to see myself getting Turbo in by round three, um, but one I want to see. But talking about Turbo and wanting to get a value, that takes us to obviously the next guy, uh, Ryan Pappenhausen of the Melbourne Storm at 645k. Um, played the two games last year for a 44 average. I thought we'd get a little bit of a cheaper, obviously, the guys over at Supercoach HQ do not think so, but 645k is an interesting one. Obviously, that's way unders for a healthy Pappenhausen. Um, there will be a lot of guys starting with him, no doubt. I think looking into the preseason and seeing how he goes, I want to give it a month of footy. Um, I'm even happy to wait a couple of weeks after that first price rise. Um, yeah, to me, it's just a bit of a wait and see. I just want to see how he looks after a month, six weeks. You know, how has he got back to the speed of the game? Because let's let's rem remember, you know, those first two games, the speed it was it was catching me out just a little bit as well there. So I want to see how he goes for a full a fit and healthy preseason. I want to see him, you know, get some trial runs in. And then like I said, 
that first month is a bit of a wait and see for me. So I'm not too concerned. Again, if I'm starting with Ponga, let's say he drops a bit of coin, Ponga, uh, Pappenhausen makes a bit of coin, I can do that switch around four or five, no problem. So I'm not too concerned about getting Pappenhausen in. It's a bit more of a wait and see for me there. One more guy we'll talk about before we switch back over to the CTW. So let's talk about Reese Walsh, 813k from the Brisbane Broncos. My my gut says a bit over, but my brain says it's not because yes, he needs to get a lot of attacking stats to get those points, but he can get those attacking stats, like I said, in the Ezra Man pod in the five eights. Just feel like Walsh and Man are in for big seasons this year. Now the Brisbane Broncos have the ability to pull a bit of a cowboys from last year and take a step back. I still think Reese Walsh averages as low as 77 and as high as 85. So I'm not too concerned. Uh, now, he's a good option if you do want to go the two guns and go Ponga into Walsh. I prefer to have just a little bit more floor on my uh, fullback too. Uh, a guy we'll speak about in a little bit. But to me, I, I like Reese Walsh as an option this year. So no shade at anyone starting him. He will be highly owned, no doubt about it. He's uh, one of those guys that you talk about. I've got actually just got a frame jersey uh, ready to put up behind. So once we start getting this room a little bit nicer, you'll see uh, signed Reese Walsh Warriors. So I'm all about Reese Walsh, um, but just want a bit of a wait and see on him there. Let's jump back into the CTWs because one of you guys more to talk about here. So let's go into uh, Pantherland. Let's go to Brian To'o of the uh, Penrith Panthers now at 720k. Um, I want to see what Edgy's going to play on. I want to see what's that line inside of him, but I'm really excited, especially if it is Isaac Tungo inside of him. I'm all about uh, Brian Tungo at 720, which then leads into uh, the guy we just mentioned there, Isaac Tungo. So to me, one of the steals of the draft potentially this year and in classic, a very nice uh, second option if you do want to go for the two guns at 698K. Uh, I think there is a 75 averaging player there. Um, His tackle breaking ability, his try scoring ability, all of it is there. So, any of those two Panther boys, I think they're the two Panther CTWs that will go. I think they'll split a bit of the margin share. Toto is obviously going to be the much more popular. But if you do want to go a bit of the pod route, the option is there. While we're talking about guys on the same team potentially taking some um, bit of love away from each other, let's go to the New Zealand Warriors. First of all, Dallin Watins Lesniak at 719k. Bit rich. Uh, another guy who kind of needs to... He's not going to go looking for the ball, Dallin. He's going to just finish those tries, and there will be a boatload of tries on that edge. But at 7.20, again, if you're going to go for someone like a Ruben Garrick or Jermaine Asako, it's hard to get two of them in. The guy I am looking at is uh, the guy who should be inside of him, Roger, two of us a check uh, at 539k. I was a bit surprised there was this number. I thought it was actually just below the five mark, but it makes sense, 540k. Uh, I still think it's a good deal. Uh, once again, you could go the Tom Trevojevic route and wait till round three and make it a straight switch over. Again, let's say Ruben Garrett gets injured in the first couple of rounds. Bang, it's a downgrade into Roger. Uh, or my Murray Tawalangi. All of a sudden, Cowboys, you can tell it aren't going to go well. Warriors are going to go well. You can make that switch and actually probably won't cost you anything. Uh, so I don't mind that. Uh, but I do want to get into this Warriors outside backs, as you know. And that leads me back into the fullbacks about the guy I will be going with uh, in any iteration of my team, I think this guy will be the second uh, fullback for me. It is Charles Nickel-Cookstad of the New Zealand Warriors at 682k. I just think that's too much value to eat up. I think, to me, he's going to average that 70 mark. He's going to have that floor of a 65. 
a big game with a try try assist to get into the 91 to 100 mark. I just love Chance this year. I think he's going to be a really good option. Whoever I partner right now, it's Ponga and Chance. Again, you've got the upside, the nuclear ability of Ponga into the safety of a Chance Nickel Kluxar, so I do not mind that at all. While we're in fullback, let's stay on two very consistent fullbacks here. So let's go to Clint Gutherson of the Parramatta Eels at 807k. A very good buy, don't get me wrong. Again, just wish that number was, you know, 750, 740 in that range. Just a little bit too rich again. You're now talking into the, for an extra 7K, you can get Reese Walsh, and which just has such a higher floor. Obviously a much safer ceiling, but a much higher floor. And then the next guy I want to talk about is the guy right under him there. So Latrell Mitchell at 790K. To me, probably feels the most unders of all the fullbacks besides Charles. But to me, it's all about can he stay on the field and that tough opening draw. Now, Latrell is a bit matchup proof there, so that's no doubt about that. But to me, at 790k, I want to obviously go for Chance as my second guy, save all that coin and use as elsewhere. But Latrell will be an absolute great buy at some stage in the season. Similar to how I say Cody Walker. Round eight, round nine, round ten, when that draw opens up for them, ooh, Latrell as your first or second fullback will be very, very appealing. We'll do a couple more swings between them. We're talking about many, many guns here. So let's go back into the uh, CTW and let's stick with um, some Canberra. Let's go, uh, sorry, some South Sydney Rabbitohs. Let's talk about Campbell Graham here, 703K. It is a big number, but to me, Campbell Graham probably has one of the safer floors of all the CTWs here. I think he will do well. He's obviously on an edge with Keon Kulamatangi, who I think will have a big season this year. So to me, it's a right on the money there, 703. And if you do want to start with him as your gun CTW, I can't make you feel bad about it because it's a nice pickup. But the South Sydney player I would want once that draw opens up is Alex Johnson at 596k. I can see that dropping just a little bit, like I said, in that opening rounds. If he gets to about 550, round seven, round eight, a tremendous buy. Uh, AJ always has the ability to score tries. Uh, even when they're not doing well, he will score. So... I do like AJ as a bit of an option there. Uh, and I think, yeah, to me, very, very safe. Safe as houses if you think about it. Let's talk about a few more CTWs while we're here. Let's go to Herbie Farmworth uh, of the Dolphins, uh, 632K. He will be a very, very popular option. Uh, had that 6-2 average last year, moves into this Dolphins team who you think all the attack will go down that edge. Uh, you know, you obviously got the other edge with Jermaine Asaka. I think they will play on opposite edges there. But yeah, Herbie will be a very nice option. I can see him hitting a lot of lines, going unders. Yeah, 632, I can't argue with it. Similar to if you want to go for the two guns. Herbie as your CTW2 is nothing to sneeze at. If you could go Ryan Tottle into Herbie Farnworth, you could be laughing there. So again, how do you want to build out your CTWs? Do you want to go one gun, some mids, and then some cheapies? Do you want to go two guns, cheapies, or mids? There's a lot of options you can do it. So look, Herbie Farnworth as your CTW1 at 632. Don't hate it, but I think you ought to get one of those top six. I think those top six guys, if we take off the field to here, you know, Marzu, Asako, I would throw Gagar just to the side for a little bit. We'll talk about him in a second. Val Holmes, Garrick, Toto, and then Dallin, I think, are the six guys. Let's talk about Dan Gagar now, what, as I mentioned him there. Um, to me, he's someone who at 739K is very highly priced. Um, if you do want to go for... A Ponga stack, it's probably a bit more achievable to do this than the Marzu just because what Marzu will cost you in terms of draft capital and the extra 50k on top. 
Um, but a very nice buy nonetheless. I think Dane gave, I showed you that 72 average last year. There wasn't many tries with it. Just a lot of base and a lot of hard working. So I do like Dan Gay Guy. Uh, again, he was a pot option at the end of the season last year. Could be one to start the season again this year. So I don't mind that at all. Let's do a couple more fullbacks here before we uh, close this one up. So and a couple more safe as health as options here. So let's go to James Tedesco first of the Sydney Roosters. 707k. Just feels criminally low. And if I wasn't going to go for chance, I would go for Teddy. Not the toughest of draws to start the season, but there is a bit of concern about it. Again, very similar to Turbo. I kind of just want to see it play out. If I do need to downgrade Ponga in a Tedesco and make 140k, I'm happy to do that as well. So Tedesco is very much a wait and see for me. I think he's going to be very undervalued. I've seen some places in draft comps sliding into the third round. Uh, you know, I've seen some guys not even looking at him in Classic. I think that's a bit of a mistake. We just want to see, obviously, all pretty on how this team performs. I think there's one more vintage Teddy season left in him, and I don't want to miss the boat on it. So I will keep a very, very close eye on Teddy. And in saying that, the next guy we're going to talk about, Dylan Edwards of the uh, Panthers at 705k. Uh, again, if he does not play Origin, could be a very nice option in the middle of the season. At 705k, I think there's a chance to even drop that a little bit during the season. I think that could get to about 650, 640k in that range. And then, obviously, you can just ride him through that middle part of the season. Plays 23 games last year. He's there every week, scores well, so I'm not feeling too bad about it there. Let's wrap this up by a couple of quick guys I'm really, really interested in, just guys that I that I see value. So we'll stay in fullback for a second. AJ Brimson, uh, obviously lost that 5'8 jewel, but he is 587K. We've seen AJ absolutely rip teams to shreds because they're on the field, so I do like 587K for him. The next guy from the... Granola Sharks, uh, Will Kennedy at 664k. Just a really nice number to me. Again, if you want to go for a guy in your um, fullback two on a bit of a cheaper side, he's a nice play with that draw. Hasn't got the floor, so that's why I will probably remove him from contention there. And the last guy that offers value at the fullback slot is Doreen Buller at 583k. Again, a bit of a basket case they were last year. A full preseason, he's a starting guy. I think that's the floor. He's shown you in that team making an average of 57. I think he cracks the 60s issue. So I do like Dream Buller at different players during the season. And then three of my really nice CTW plays this year. Uh, let's go to Raiders. Matt Timokol at 587k. Just really like what he did, especially getting that experience for New Zealand uh, in the Pans, uh, Pacific uh, tournament there. I just thought he was really, really good. I think he can average a 60, and I think he'll be really underpriced. I think people will be off the scent for Raiders guys this year. He's available, he plays, he can score well, and has got the upside where he scores two tries, he can get a 120-130 into you. So I do like that option there. Another guy I do like, probably not to start with, but I will be monitoring throughout the season, is Semi Valame of the North Queensland Cowboys. He's starting at a big price at 671K. That's why I like Murray Tawalangi. I think there's a lot of value in Murray. But Semi, I do think, you know, especially from a draft comp, there'll be people off the same and played the nine games last year. To me, if he does get that spot over Kyle Felt, I really, really do like it. And I think there'll be some options there. But the last guy I think just has too much value. And I think I could really see myself starting with him. That is Gatoni Staggs of the Brisbane Broncos at 533k. To me, he is someone who, with no Herbie Farmworth there, will just take the load. And I think on that edge, that has a real special chance to be a very special edge with Tony Staggs there. So I do like Staggs. Again, if you do want to go gun with two mids, 
I'm really thinking of doing Ruben Garrick as my gun. Mari Tailangi is my first mid, and Katoni Sags is my second one. I, I, I am seriously considering that. Um, but yeah, I just think at 533k, that is a lot of value there. And then two guys on my watch list. Uh, so, sorry, let's make it three guys because I think these guys are all in one little bucket for me before we head out here. So we got Talatar Kula of the Manly Sea Eagles at 581k. To me, the second in line for the fullback slot, someone who I think can go nuclear, as we've seen those last two games at the start, end of the season. Just want to keep an eye on him. He's a jewel as well. We'll hold a bunch of value as the season moves on. The next guy I want to mention is uh, Will Penasini of the Parramatta Eels. Uh, he has just got a really nice price at 573k. This is a guy I think that can average 63 to 65. So I think you're getting a very nice discount there. Uh, Parramatta has got an okay draw to start the season. A uh, bit of a wait and see. But someone I can see myself definitely jumping on at some stage in the season, Will Penasini. And let's wrap it up with a guy who moved clubs, um, Stephen Crichton, at 649k. Um, I think he'll be a very easy candidate to get the jewel if he's named round one fullback. I think there'll be one more like there was last year, get that jewel upgrade in. I just like Stephen Crichton at 649k. Now, don't think I'll start with him. Someone definitely monitoring and in a draft comp, I'm all over Critter this year. I think I started the season a bit too low on him, but as I can kind of see him in those pants, in those Bulldogs gear and just thinking about the type of role he'll have, I think he'll have a profound effect on this team to take that next step. So I do like Stephen Crichton at 649k. But that's it for the fullbacks, guys. Uh, the one guy I did not mention, I think you guys will would have caught out on it, is a guy by the name of Joseph Manu from the Sydney Roosters. Now, all the the Roosters outside backs to me, Dom Young, Joseph Suwali'i, and Joseph Manu, are in, I'm interested in all of them. A bit like Teddy, just a bit of a wait and see. At 652, there's definitely some value if you want to jump on early. Uh, the loss of the duel really did, in my mind, just take him out of contention where I want to get some of these other guys who have either the goal kicking as a floor, has the base stats as a floor. But Joey Manu, Look, I could see myself easily waking up round one and having uh, Ruben Garrick and Joey Manu in my starting team. Absolute no doubt about it. So Joey Manu is just someone I couldn't pick. I, I can't say he's overs. I can't say he's on the money. I can't say he's unders. He's just someone who's very intriguing to me. And I think as we kind of go through the draft process, got him as round three right now. I guess I'm up just a little bit. Uh, but in classic, I think he's going to be someone who potentially will be 10% owned and can turn into a big pot option. So he's someone I want to do a podcast Separate. So that's why I left him to the end here. Uh, I'm going to do a couple of player profiles over the next couple of days. Uh, Roger Tulvasic will be one. Joy Martin will be the other. Two guys in the CTWs I think will hold immense value at the start of the season. So just want to give you a bit of a spoiler there. That's why Joseph Martin didn't have a big conversation here. We're talking about him in his own pod with those other Rooster boys there. So we'll leave it there, guys. That is the end of the price reaction series. So we'll come back, obviously, like I said, after the new year. When I come back and we're going to do really team-focused things. So I'll give you a bit of a sneak peek. Let me get the uh, the artworks we've been doing. So the first couple of ones we got here. So we got a sub-price team. So I'll let you know what that price is when we get there. We got a team with no Grant, Cleary, Heinz, and Ponga. So they're obviously the first four of us that need to be in your teams. What If you didn't have any of them, what would your team look like? How could you spread that wealth? And then the one injury away team, which is one of my favorite ones to do. So We'll do different topics like that and we'll have it all on the podcast in the new year. So thank you guys for listening to this series. Thanks for watching if you are on YouTube. Uh, get the socials at the SC Heartback. 
give us a like, give us a follow. Uh, plenty of content going up every day. So thank you guys for listening. Have a great day and hear from you soon. Cheers.